Amen. Put your hands together and give the Lord great praise in this house. And open up your mouth and glorify him with the fruit of your lips. Hallelujah. written it says oh magnify the lord with me and let us exalt his name together there's something when you magnify him by yourself but there's something that happens when we exalt his name together Have you ever felt surrounded? Have you ever felt surrounded? Have you ever felt trapped? Have you ever felt enclosed? And then all of a sudden, God will drop a song on your spirit. He'll bring a scripture to your heart. And it's in that moment that you make a choice to choose whether or not you're going to stay in the mental state that you're at. Are you going to step out of that door into the realm where all things are possible? There's something that happens when we come together as one. And there's something that happens when we exalt the name of the Lord as one. I believe that faith is released. I believe that miracles happen. I believe that God does things that many have never seen or heard done before. But it is when we take our eyes off of the distraction and we set our eyes upon the Lord and we begin to magnify Him in a way that our God and our hearts get bigger and the problem that we face gets smaller. I want you to lift your hands up towards heaven. And I want you to think about the name of the Lord. And I want you to exalt it. You can't make the name bigger than what it is. But if that name is small in your heart, then the devils will be big in your heart. When the name is small in your heart, then the trial becomes big in your heart. But when you make Jesus bigger in your heart, things begin to come down. So many things have happened when people just begin to exalt the name of the Lord. I've seen people get up out of wheelchairs while people were just worshiping the name of the Lord. Cancer disappear when people begin to exalt the name of the Lord. 
people filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost while they were calling on the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Hallelujah. Something about his name. declared he said unto me who am le- who am less than the least of all saints you can be seated is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ to make known or to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose uh, according unto the to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him Wherefore, I desire that you faint not at my tribulation for you, which is your glory. You said, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with the might by his spirit and the inner man 
that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, length, depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with the fullness of God. I'm reminded when Jesus spoke to his disciples, he said, by this men shall know that you are my disciples. I want you to know that men are not stupid. And even though there are those that are in this world that reject God, and there are those in this world that reject this Christ. There are still those that are fully aware who is a disciple of Christ and who is not a disciple of Christ. True disciples are not ones that just assemble themselves But true disciples are those that go after they have assembled themselves. It takes more than just being in one place to be considered a disciple. But when Jesus chose his disciples, he handpicked them one by one. It was amazing that Jesus did not go to the synagogue to find his disciples. He did not choose among the Pharisees or the Sadducees. But Jesus chose ordinary day-to-day men. I believe that all of us in this room come from many different walks of life. Many of us do not share the same background. It is amazing how God is able to gather people from different economic status, people from different upbringing, people who come from different races, people who come from maybe even different religious background. It is amazing how there are so many differences, but we gather together on one. Only one God can bring people from all different walks of life and all different nationalities, all different kind of backgrounds, and calls them to walk in unison and in love for an eternal purpose.
there's something about God. I'm reminded in the scripture when Jesus, when the scripture says, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. You understand that Israel had been in bondage to Egypt for 400 years. They were aware that God had given their father Abraham a promise. They did not just wind up there. But the Lord had spoke to Abraham and told him that it would be a season that the people would go into captivity. Nevertheless, we all know that seasons have their beginning. Seasons have their end. And when that end came, the people began to cry out to God. I believe that it is important to know what has been promised. I believe that the children of Israel did not just cry out to God just for the simple fact of crying out to God. When I sit back and I look at how the Jewish brethren kept records and how they honored their fathers that came before them. How they sat back and how they made sure that they talked about the things that God did for their father and their father's father and their father's father's father. I am persuaded that when they begin to cry out to God, it was because they recognized that God made a promise. Many of us spend more time crying for things that are not written. But if you would ever grab hold to what God has written, and if you would ever grab hold to what God has promised and you would allow your heart to connect with what God has promised and you would cry out to God on the promises of God, I believe something will happen. We see the children of Israel being brought out with a mighty hand. We see the Lord sending Moses into the land to deliver the people of God. There's something that happens when we recognize that what we need can only be brought about by the hand of God. It's amazing how God can speak to you something or could tell someone something, give a promise. And even if the person died before the promise is fulfilled, the contract that God has given 
isn't broken because death comes in the picture. If I enter into contract with you and you happen to die before that contract can be fulfilled, then I'm no longer obligated to you. But the Lord said, my word will go forth and will not return back void. Something about the Lord that if it doesn't happen in your lifetime, it's going to happen. I thank the Lord for men and women of God that not only prayed for things that were centered around their lifetime, but we're willing to pray and believe God for things that went on and that would go on beyond their lifetime. It is important, like I spoke last night, that there's a transfer of vision from one generation to the next generation. It is imperative that there be a transfer of character. Like I said, Elijah was not, Elijah was not after the ministry of Elijah. Elisha was after the character and the spirit of Elijah. Elijah performed many miracles, did many great, powerful things within his ministry that Elisha observed. I'm quite positive that Elisha learned how to be an effective prophet by watching Elijah. But I am persuaded that what Elijah gave to Elisha was far greater than the whole ministry of Elijah. I believe that there is something that happens when we not only transfer ideas, but there must come a time where there is a transfer of spirit. When we think about Catholicism, why do I talk about it? Because that's the harlot. That many people have entangled themselves in and have, are trying to come out of. But they came with this mentality of clergy and laity. Stripping you of your identity of son. Bible declares that when Adam was made, he was made in the image and in the likeness of God told Adam to be fruitful 
multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. He did not look at Adam as a servant, but he looked at Adam as a son. When you have a servant, the authority of a servant is limited. But the authority of a son is unlimited. Because you're handing something down that shall live on after your time. Like I talked to you about last night. The scripture says you have many teachers, but not many fathers. It is one thing to be successful in the work that God has called you to do. But what make a great failure is to die without handing down all the things that God has given you. Elijah did not think or did not was not offended by the request of Elisha. And can I tell you that there are those that are in this room that God has used you mightily throughout the years. And there are things that you can go and Put your finger on and say that this is what you did here and this is what you did there. And if you had your funeral today, we can sit back and talk about all the amazing things that God did in the ministry in your lifetime. We could probably gather people together one by one and say that you prayed them through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You could also gather some that can talk about the time that maybe you and your family went into the house, laid hands on the mother, laid hands on the child, and life is flowing through the vein of that individual. Because you obeyed the voice of God. But church, can I tell you that God doesn't want to make you a trophy. God does not want to make you or bring you this far. To make you feel as though you are arrived, you have arrived. And make you a trophy of what you used to be. But if you do not hand down 
the things that God has given you. If you do not hand down the spirit that God has put in you, I'm not talking about just investing as far as having a follower. But before Jesus left this earth, he gave everything that he had to his disciples. A clergy is one that rules over the people. The laity is the one that has no authority but is under authority. But a son is one that has been given authority. A son is one that is expected to have dominion. A son is one that is expected to be fruitful, replenish, subdue, and have dominion in this earth. But can I tell you that there are those that are in this room that somewhere along the line you drunk the Kool-Aid and you feel as though you have to have a platform in order for you to be a son. But the sonship doesn't come by the Vatican. It, it doesn't come by the blessing of the Pope. But true sonship comes through the Spirit of God. The Bible declares that as many as are led by the Spirit, they are called sons of God. I've come to tell this church this afternoon that God is not looking for people to just occupy a building. He's looking for people that will occupy territory. He is looking for people that will expand the territory of the kingdom of God. He's looking for someone that is not content with just having a great meeting. He's looking for someone that comes together with the intent of being briefed on how to expand the kingdom of God in the city or the state or the region or the country or the world that you live in. Paul begins to speak and he says that unto me who I am less than the least of all saints is this grace given 
in the Vatican, the ones that are the greatest, what God would consider the greatest, or what they consider the greatest, rule over the people. But the Bible says in the kingdom of God, the greatest are the least. And the least are the greatest. Can I tell someone in this room that Paul considered himself least of all saints? But there was a grace that was given to him. Can I tell you that though God has brought you out, can I tell you that even though God has brought you out by a mighty hand, the testimony of your deliverance doesn't mean that God is finished. The Lord brought the children of Israel out with a mighty hand. But that didn't mean he was done. There's still a city that must be inhabited. There's still a destination that must be apprehended. The whole purpose of the Lord delivering the children of Israel out of Egypt was not to bring them out of bondage. He didn't bring them out of bondage because he didn't like the fact that they were in captivity. What brought them out of bondage was the city that he promised Abraham. Abraham pursued a city whose builder and maker was God. God did not deliver you because of what you were entangled in. But God delivered you because of a city that he has prepared for you. Can I talk to somebody in this room that just because you have been brought out doesn't mean that you have been brought in. And no one can come in unless you're led by the spirit that brought you out. What are you saying, Brother Hurt? No one that was a part of Moses' crew ever went back to Egypt. No one got on a boat and said, we're going to go back across the Red Sea. But a whole generation of people perished after they were delivered. They never went back to Egypt land. But they perished because they lost their desire to go after the promised land. 
If you measure your spirituality or the maturity, you measure your maturity based upon the fact that you're still here. Then you're no more righteous than the people that died in the wilderness. Because Moses never lost any of the people to them going back to Egypt. He lost people because he could never get Egypt out of them. He lost people because they lost the focus and the desire of going into the promised land. God didn't bring you off of crack. God didn't bring you out of perversion. God did not bring you out of bondage. Because that bad old devil was picking on you. He brought you out because he had a purpose of bringing you into something. Can I talk to some people in this room this evening, this morning? That God has a final destination for you. And regardless of what you got going on in this temporary world, in your temporary storm, in your temporary problem, you getting out of a temporary situation is not compared of getting out of an eternal situation. Paul says that he is preaching to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. There are some things about Christ that is beyond your natural ability of finding out. We, we, we got people that can tell you how much water is in Uranus. There, there are some people that can break down The human anatomy. There are those that can go and look at stones and the mountain. And can tell you what type of life. Or what type of season. That was centered around that mountain. But there are some things about Christ. Some riches that are unsearchable, but can only be revealed through the preached word of God. 
When you came out of the world, there was a hunger on the inside of you. Because you understood that Jesus was the door. He was the expressed image of God. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You want to know anything about the Father, you've got to know something about Christ. Bible says great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in flesh, justified in the spirit, seen among angels, preached unto the Gentiles, received up in the glory. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Paul says, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. There are some mysteries that are in this world. Remember when I was a child watching TV, there was a TV show called Unsolved Mysteries. There are people that are giving themselves to seek out natural mysteries. They go as far as researching conspiracy theorists with the intent of decoding a mystery. But Paul said, I tell you a mystery. That we shall not all sleep. Can I tell somebody in this room tonight that you've got to choose what mystery you're going to search after. Why? Because there are mysteries that are of this world that are being unveiled as we speak. But there is a mystery that goes beyond this world that is being unveiled. But can I tell you that you have got to have an appetite for the mystery that is not of this world and begin to forsake the mystery that is of this world. Bible said that if the prince of this world would have known who Jesus was. Listen. The devil. The nature of the devil is spirit. The nature of man is flesh. And the nature of spirit is a greater nature. The scripture declares that even angels, they excel in strength. But can I tell you that even though the nature of Lucifer is greater 
than the nature of flesh. And even though he is the God of this world and the prince and power of the air, he don't know everything. There are some things that God will reveal to you that the devil hasn't been revealed to yet. What do you mean, Brother Hurt? The Bible says that Jesus sat down with his disciples and he said, who do men say that I am? It says, some say you're the prophet, some say you're Elijah, some say you're John the Baptist. Jesus said, but who do you? Somewhere along the line, you've got to make up what you're going to make up in your heart on who Jesus is to you. Don't talk to me about what the world has to say. Who do you say he is? Who is he to you? Don't talk to me about who he is to your lawyer. Don't talk to me about who he is to your doctor. Don't talk to me about who he is to the people in this world. Who do you say he is? He said, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. He said, flesh and blood have not revealed this unto you. Christ didn't even take credit for the revelation that was in Peter. Christ gave all glory. He said it wasn't flesh and blood that revealed this to you. He said, but my father in heaven, there's something that happens with mysteries being revealed when you have godly fellowship with people who walk in the spirit. The Bible declares, he said, if the prince of this world would have known who he was, He never would have crucified him. However, Peter was fully aware of who he was. Can I tell you that the adversary wants to give you a mystery? But God wants to give you an even greater mystery. The mystery that the adversary wants to give you is a mystery that leads to lies and to destruction of an everlasting bottomless pit. But a revelation and a mystery that comes from God will lead you right into that new city, will lead you right into the presence of God, will lead you right into the perfect will and the plan of God for your life. What are you saying, Brother Hurt? Paul speaks, he says, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence 
by faith in him. This is not the church to walk around looking fragile. This is not the time for the church to walk around as if you have no God. You may say, well, they've got some plans. Someone sent me a message this morning with a video revealing the plans of the enemy towards mankind. They're saying doctors are planning to do this. Government is planning to do that. And I see the church fainting at the plans of the adversary. But my Bible says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. They got in my inbox to show me a mystery. This is what they're talking about doing. And some of you be putting stuff in people's inboxes. Revealing the mystery of the enemy. And forgiving them, forgetting the mystery of God. When you are full of the mysteries of darkness, your heart will fail you for fear of things that are to come. But when you're full of the mystery of God, He said that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened within might by his spirit in the inner man. When you're full of the mysteries of this world, you're weakened. But when you're full of the mysteries of God, there's a strength that gets on the inside of you that says, I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Church, the mysteries of this world will kill your love and increase your fear. 
but the but 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 the mysteries of God and the mysteries of His Christ will increase your love and will kill the spirit of fear. For the Bible declares that perfect love cast out all fear. Is there somebody in this house that is willing to lay aside your fear and will search out the unrich, search out the mysteries and the unsearchable riches of Christ that you may be full of the love and the power of God and strengthened within the spirit of God. that you may be able to comprehend listen Paul told Timothy he said God has not given you the spirit of fear but power love and a sound mind how do I know I'm dealing with fear if I feel this, if I feel power beginning to leave, I better reject that thing. If, if I feel my love beginning to leave, I need to reject that thing. If I, if I feel my mind, the soundness of my mind beginning to leave, uh, I need to reject that thing. Uh, when fear comes in, uh, it's going to attack your love. Uh, it's going to attack your mind. Uh, and it's going to attack your power. And if you feel at any time uh, there is an assault against your power, your mind, or your love, uh, you need to reject that spirit uh, and stand upon the unsearchable what do you mean God is showing you something that the adversary cannot see God is showing you something that the adversary cannot perceive God is showing you something that the mysteries of this world cannot see it's unsearchable unto them but it's revealed unto you That you may be able to comprehend with all saints. Which are the which one of the all saints? It's not just these. There's some saints that understood some stuff. Oh, there's some prophets of old that understood some stuff. That there's some prophets that wrote as the Holy Ghost moved upon them that understood some things. There were some apostles that are no longer with us that understood some things. The Bible says we are encompassed about with a great cloud of witnesses. Uh, can I tell you that God said, uh, I want to give you the comprehension that John had uh, when he was on the Isle of Patmos. Uh, he said, I want to give you the comprehension uh, that Paul had that when he said, uh, I was out of body or I was uh, in the spirit, I don't know. He said, I want to give you the comprehension uh, that Isaiah said, uh, I saw the Lord seated high and lifted up upon the throne. Can I tell you that there are some 
unsearchable riches. And I've come to tell you that there are those that are in this world that has a desire to go into that place. They have a desire to enter into that place, but it cannot be revealed to the people of this world. The Bible declares that the things that are spiritual are spiritually discerned. The natural man cannot obtain those things that are spiritual. Can I tell you that there are things, there are traps, there are people that are making a trap for you. They're making a snare for you. But the Bible says that no weapon formed against you shall ever prosper. The Lord is your light. The Lord is your salvation. Whom shall you fear? The Lord is the strength of your life. Whom shall you be afraid? be able to comprehend with all things the breath, the length, the depth, and the height. The Bible says in the last days, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. The Bible says that men's hearts shall fail them for fear of things that are to come. You can either look at the things that are coming to this world or you can look for the one that's coming in the cloud. And I choose to look for the one that's coming in the cloud than to look for the things that are coming into this world. I show you a mystery that we shall not all sleep, but the dead in Christ shall rise first. And he which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the sky. Is there somebody in this room that has searched this thing and has found out that God is a true God and in him there's no lie? This mystery is not a conspiracy, but this mystery is a fact. This mystery is not a conspiracy, but this mystery is a truth. For the Lord said, I declare the end from the beginning. And the Bible said that from the foundation of the world, a lamb was slain. He said that I am the first and I am the last. I am the alpha. I am the omega. I'm the beginning. I am the end. I am he that was, is, and is a cub. He is the ancient of all days. He is the healer. He's a kinsman redeemer. He's a deliverer. He's a strong tower. He's a holy ghost. He's a father. He's a lamb. He's the priest. He's a king of kings. He's a Lord of lords. Lift up your head, all ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Open your mouth this day and worship the Lord. Open your mouth this day and glorify the name of the Lord.
and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge there, there comes a time where you've got to go beyond just to, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son there, there, there's, there, there's a love of Christ with knowledge and the Lord wants you to know that that's far greater than knowing the next trap that the enemy's got set see see, when you know the knowledge of the love of Christ you know that Christ has already got that trap figured out you know that Christ has already got this thing mapped out I don't know about the famine I don't know what's going to be suffering but I know that Christ knows my tomorrow I know that Christ is my healer I know that he is my provider he promised never to leave me nor did he promise did he promise never to forsake me he said lo I'm with you always even unto the end of the world see it's one thing to know that you've got an enemy that hates you it's one thing to know that you've got an enemy that wants to devour you it's one thing to know that you've got an enemy that has corrupted those that are in high places it's one thing to know that you've got an enemy that wants to destroy this nation that wants to destroy this world but there's something that happens on the inside of my soul when God begins to say take a look at my Christ take a look at my son take a look at the love of Christ there's something that happens when I recognize that even though I may be hated of all men and even though I feel like I'm hated of devils that are in hell when there's something that happens when I recognize that I'm loved of Christ that I'm loved of God I'm loved of the one that said I'm with you always I cannot see him but he's with me you might not be able to perceive him but he's with me he's a chain breaker he's a mind regulator he's a deliverer is there somebody in this house that is tormented in your mind I've come to tell you that there's a love that passeth all understanding there's a peace that surpasseth all understanding is there somebody in this room tonight I've come to tell you that you say you feel like you can do this thing you feel like uh, what do I do what do I do can I tell you uh, my friend that any attack that comes against you uh, the devil has to get the approval of God uh, any storm that rises up in your life uh, he's got to first uh, get the approval of God uh, do you understand every stronghold uh, that wants to come against your mind uh, has got to get the approval of God uh, can I tell you uh, that whatever storm that is in your life uh, that not only does God approve of it uh, but God has made a way to come out of it uh, he's approved in the fact uh, that I'm going to bring you through uh, he's approved in the fact uh, I'm going to give you power over it uh, listen church uh, the devil might have power 
power to afflict you, but he doesn't have power to destroy you. The Lord said, all souls are mine. All souls are mine. They might be able to touch your house, but they can't touch your soul. He might be able to touch your family, but they can't touch your soul. You can touch it all. Why? Because I'm going to a city whose builder and maker is God. This wilderness is not my destination. Where I come from is not my destination. But I'm going to see that place that John saw. He said, I saw New Jerusalem descending out of heaven like a bride adorned for her good. I'm come to tell somebody in this church this afternoon that Jesus is coming back. What do you know about the love of Christ that passeth all knowledge? It is that you might be filled with the fullness of God. The fullness of the Godhead dwelt within Christ bodily. But when you know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, it is that you would be full. The scripture says, be filled with all the fullness of God. No weapon in this world is a match for a saint that is filled with the fullness of God. You say, brother heard. When a saint knows the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, it is at that point that that saint is filled with the fullness of God. And Paul said, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. What are you saying by the herd? There's a power that works in you when you recognize the love that God has for you. There's a power that worketh in you when you recognize a love that passeth knowledge, that passeth understanding. Why? Because when your love is much bigger than the knowledge of an attack, When your love is much bigger, when the knowledge of his love becomes bigger than your knowledge of COVID. When the knowledge of your love becomes far greater than the knowledge of a famine. When the knowledge of your love is far greater than the knowledge of pain. 
pain and suffering, there's something that happens on the inside of you that says, oh, circumcised, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Oh, there's something that happens on the inside of you where the Bible says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that you ask or think. You've got to get into this place where God says, I will do more than what you think. Ah, but there's got to be something that happens within your soul where your soul recognizes the love of God that passeth all knowledge. And when you step into that realm, there's nothing that you can think that God cannot do. He will supersede it. He will do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. Under him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Lift your hands. Hallelujah. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. What is it about the love of God? What is man that thou art mindful of him? the son of man that thou visitest him. Something about the love of God. 
understand what Paul meant when he said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God under salvation. The activation of power and demonstration in a true apostolic church is released when you comprehend the love that surpasseth knowledge. Not just understanding how to operate. Not just understanding how to demonstrate. But becoming attracted to the love. Moses. Turned aside and saw to see this great sight. Moses was attracted. God put the burning bush right there to attract Moses. Moses turned aside to see this great sight. When he turned aside, voice speaks out, Moses, Moses, Moses then comes and tells him to take his shoes off for the place that he stands on is holy ground. There is something that happens when you inquire of God's great sight. It was a mystery to Moses. Moses inquired of the mystery and from his inquiry revelation was given. Power was given. Authority was given. There's a mystery concerning the love of Christ. And if you will inquire of it and search it out by way of his drawing, Your love or your understanding of the love of Christ will go beyond your own knowledge and beyond your own human comprehension. And when you do that, there's something that's going to happen on the inside of you. That when you come in contact with a condition and someone says, I'm sick and I'm dying. You don't have to ask them what stage is the cancer in. 
Because if it's stage two or three, then God might heal them. But if it's stage four, because of your knowledge of the stages, then you limit the demonstration. But when you understand the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, you throw all that stuff away. And now, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Stand to your feet. Lift your hands. Let's just talk to the Lord. This love come off of your YouTube, come off of your Facebook, come off of your internet. And begin to search out this mystery. And don't leave until you get the power. All things are possible to them that believe. Because everything that Jesus does is not just an act of power, but it's an act of love. It flows out of love. The Bible says that God is love. Now I understand when Jesus made the statement, by this men shall know that you are my disciples. For you shall have love one another it's time for the church to not only seek out his power but to seek out his love if you will seek his love you will find the power he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is rewarded to them that diligently seek him God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Is there somebody in this room this morning that will humble yourself before the mighty hand of God? That will repent? That will come before him broken? Sacrifices of a broken heart? The Lord will project. How do I search him? I gotta come broken. I gotta come transparent. I've gotta magnify his love. I've gotta Get that thanksgiving back in my spirit. 
was the last time you told God, I thank you for your love. He told Timothy, he said, in the last days, men shall be ungrateful, unthankful. Lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. Church, he wasn't talking about the world. He was talking about the church. That's why he talked about the love of many waxing cold. You want that love to be kindled? We love him because he first loved us. It's time to search it out. So what do we do? Surrender. This is not just an altar call for sinners. This is an altar call of saints. Because I want to be able to comprehend with all saints the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth of the love of Christ that surpasseth all knowledge. Oh God. I can't pump you or prime you into searching no more than anyone could have pumped and primed Moses. He inquired because he was amazed. Are you still amazed? Or does it no longer amaze you anymore? If you have lost the amazement, I think it would be time to repent right now. Your amazement of his love towards you does not move you anymore like it used to. I think it would be in order to repent and come before him broken. Are you looking at me? Are you looking at see what your brother and sister's going to do? How they're going to respond? Are you looking at the love and the mercies of Christ? It was by his mercy that we're not consumed. But he's given us mercy because of his love for us. Hallelujah.
greater love than this that a man will lay down his life for a friend love thinketh not on the things of itself but on the things of others love is not just a taker but love is a giver he said love the Lord your God with all thine heart soul mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself love always has something to give love comes with an obligation you've never received the Holy Ghost before you never talked in tongues before the Bible says if you have not the spirit of God he says you're none of his you never received the Holy Ghost you never talked in tongues I want you to raise your hand You need it. Jesus said the son of man can do nothing of himself. Only what he sees the father do. The son of man understood the love of God. I believe we as sons of God that if we would understand the love of God we'd have no problem with the giving of ourself. You've never been baptized. You never have been baptized. Your sins are still on you. never never been washed in the blood of the lamb you can be washed if you say brother Herb my, I'm in sin right now but I want to be free if you're bound right now you're in sin right now and you want to be free I want you to raise your hand brother what is your name Adam God has the power to break every hold on your life I don't know you
but everything that has attached itself to you. Every stronghold, every vice, every addiction that is in your life. God has the power to break. You might have tried a lot of different things. I've seen you try talking to people. I've seen you talking in groups. I've seen you try other vices, but nothing works. But I know one that works, and that's love. The Lord knows how to love you all the way out of bondage. Love you all the way out of sin. See, love comes with commitment. See, God's love is not without commitment. But you're used to only getting love when you cooperate. See, there are people in life that love you as long as you're doing what they want. They love you until they see the side of you that they don't like. And then their love for you goes out the window. There are people that feel like they've got to put their mask on and put their best foot forward to sustain love from flowing from a person. You know how many marriages that they end up in divorce court, they walked into the church, walked down the aisle, and they said they loved each other and they were committed until they got home and they found something in the person that they did not love. And the love that they had for the person went out the window because their lack of love that was that they had for what was in the individual was greater than their love for that individual. Adam, God's love for you is greater than his hatred for sin. That's why his love is committed. And I've come to tell you that everything that is in your life, everything that's got a hold of you, God can break it. He's a deliverer. And I don't care how strong it is, how long you've been warring and how long you've been fighting, I'm telling you that God is going to break this thing off of you today. Hallelujah. God is committed. Are there any backsliders in this room? The Bible says that the Lord is married to the backslider. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Holy, 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 holy. That's it in the name of Jesus.
you can be delivered today maybe you're right where Adam is at come on maybe you came in here right in the place that Adam is I believe if you would throw your hands up right now and begin to cry out to God the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and of a contrite spirit Oh, God, there's something that happens when you begin to call upon the name of Jesus. There's something that happens. Come on, that's it. Draw you. Call his name. Glorify his name. Worship his name. I'm desperate for you. Come on, that's it in the name of Jesus. You don't have to come in here and put on a mask and fake like you're comfortable and you're not you don't have to come in here and act like you're good and you're not I'm telling you that God is a chain breaker and if you need deliverance right now I want you to raise your hands all over this room if that's you if you need deliverance right now come on that's it in the name of Jesus just raise it there you go that's it Adam oh God in the name of Jesus that's it Adam oh come on that's it Adam in the name of Jesus, I command every stronghold to be broken this day by the power of the authority that is in the name of Jesus. That's it. Let it go, Adam. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, there are people that are being baptized right now in Jesus' name. Come on, if you need your soul cleanse if you need your sins washed away you can come you can come if you want to be baptized stand to your feet go to the back of the church if you want to be baptized stand to your feet and go to the back of the church the lord will wash away your sins if you want the holy ghost stand to your feet and go to the back of the church if you need your sins washed away stand to your feet go to the back of the church you came in here bound but you don't have to leave here bound you came in here with strongholds on your life but you don't have to leave here the way that you came i've come to tell you that god is a healer that god is a deliverer come on there are saints in this room that can testify that they were once blind but now they can see there's some people in this room that can tell you that they've came in here bound one day but god set them free come on is there somebody in this room are there any redeemed folks in this room if you've been redeemed then say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he hath redeemed out of the hand of the enemy. Come on, that's it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh. Hallelujah. My brother with the blue, with the plaid shirt, blue and red, stand to your feet. Should raise your hands. I don't know who you are, but the Lord says you have a tendency to learn the hard way. 
and it's hard for you to surrender. I'm not saying that there's not that part in your heart that's burning for more of God. There's a, there's a sincere burning. But the defeat is in your mind. The defeat is in your mind. You know how to move right into the presence of God. Right at the threshold of breakthrough. Right at the threshold of deliverance. And then you back up because you start thinking about when the next failure is going to happen. When the next disappointment is going to happen. When the next breakdown is going to happen. You live in a constant mindset of defeat. But God says, I want to bring you into victory. I don't know who the young lady is next to you. Could you stand to your feet? I want you to raise your hands. The Lord said he wants to give you long life, young lady. Not shorten your days, but lengthen them. This night, I rebuke the spirit of suicide that fights you in your mind. In the name of Jesus. This day, brother, I speak healing to you. For the Lord has called you to live. But you've got to come forth. You've got to come with everything that you've got. Lord, in the name of Jesus. There's several others in this room that are battling suicide. You've been battling it this week. You want to be free. You want to be changed. You want to be broken. You want it broken. I want you to lift your hands up towards heaven. In the name of Jesus. Several of you in this room were battling suicide this week. It's three of you in here. I want you to raise your hands. God wants to break this off of you this day. In the name of Jesus, God wants to satisfy you with long life. Come on, there it is. Come on, there's another person in this room. There's two of you. Come on, there's one more. Come on, in the name of Jesus. It's been this week. Come on. That's it, in the name of Jesus. That's it. Come on, I want you to begin to talk to the Lord. He's going to renew your mind. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke the spirit of torment this day. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, I rebuke the spirit of torment this day.
in the name of Jesus Lord God let there be a liberty Lord that will come upon your people in the name of Jesus Lord God let there be a breakthrough Lord God a refreshing Lord I rebuke every lie we uproot every lie in the spirit right now in the name of Jesus Lord God I'm asking Lord that you would send reinforcement Lord God we go to their homes right now in the name of Jesus Lord God we pray Lord God that you would get this spirit out of the home this destructive spirit out of the home in the name of Jesus this day Lord God we pray a breakthrough Lord God we pray a covering Lord God upon their minds upon their hearts upon their family Lord in the name of Jesus calls the war the cease in their mind let soundness come to their mind in the name of Jesus I rebuke the spirit of fear we rebuke the spirit of torment in the name of Jesus this day Lord God we thank you for healing we thank you for deliverance we thank you Lord for your breakthrough hallelujah Love makes a way. Love never fails. This week, I want you to live like God loves you and not just live like the devil hates you. I'm not saying that you're ignorant of his devices but the Lord would not want you to be ignorant concerning his love either and sometimes we're so aware of Satan's devices that we forget that God loves us to turn to someone and tell them that you love them want you to go out and I want you to demonstrate the love of God that surpasses knowledge in Jesus name everybody worship the Lord